So hello and welcome to our ongoing series of Icons of Relocation podcast. My name is Simon Johnston. I'm the CEO of Icon Relocation, a provider of world-leading home search, moving and property management solutions here in the UK. However, we're also a leading voice on housing data. And for that reason, I'm delighted to be joined by a leading voice on relocation activity in and around France, which means, of course, we're talking with Jeremy Batu of Home Council, a partner we have a long history working with. So, Jeremy, great to see you again. How are you? Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm good. I'm good uh, here in sunny Lyon, 20, 29 degrees uh, right now. So enjoying, enjoying the sun. <laughs> Wow. Yes. I mean, whatever we think we've got good weather here, you're always beating us. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. grossly unfair. What work can say. Now, obviously, we know you incredibly well, but for people who don't know you, could you just quickly explain who you are, your company and what you do? Sure. Uh, so my name is Jeremy. I, I run Home Conseil Relocation. Uh, we are in the global mobility space for the, the past 30 years. Uh, we do provide relocation and immigration services into France, as well as uh, outbound services into uh, many destinations in the UK through Icon Relocation, obviously, uh, our perfect partner. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, um, we're um, I'm personally very happy to uh, participate in the podcast and have an opportunity to, well, discuss uh, our, both our markets, I guess. Yeah, which is a perfect link, actually, because in the last few weeks and the last month or so, we've been really exploring what's been going on in the UK housing market uh, and, and why it's happened and what the changes are. Because only going back to the beginning of this year, we were saying a very different thing about the UK housing market or certainly the London housing market. Uh, maybe you know, we sort of have a sort of London Paris conversation as well as a UK France conversation, but the, we're pointing out that actually the London housing market was was dropping. The the prices were dropping just even a handful of months ago. Very different animal now. So we've been exploring that and why that's happening. But at the same time, we know that a fast moving housing market is not unique to us. Far from it. That there's changes everywhere. So could you give an insight as to what's the story in France or Paris in regard to what are you seeing there? So I, I think I, I have a very similar story to tell you, Simon. Uh, first off, uh, Paris and London, I think, have very similar uh, importance, uh, respective importances uh, in, in their countries uh, in the sense that they are so central and so so big in their markets. Um, so I think looking at, at either Paris or London will give you a, a good uh, uh, yeah, good insight on, on the whole country's uh, real estate market. Um, and... Secondly, I think uh, Paris and London also share the, the kind of evolution that you uh, just touched on. Um, it's it, it was a bit uh, further back that we had the same kind of a drop in pricing uh, with uh, the, the Parisian uh, real estate market, um, uh, probably between the, the first and third lockdown lockdowns. So probably um, mid 2020 until mid 2021 uh, was the, the time where the, the um, um, real estate market of Paris's city limits was dropping um, in favor of the outer suburbs where uh, it was easier for people to get access to uh, a balcony, an exterior, a garden, uh, which was really uh, something really sought after by um, by people after living through a few months of lockdown. Um, right. So we, we had kind of the similar um, trend going on. Um, prices picked up a little bit probably earlier but uh, slower than uh, than in London uh, and now I think we're uh, back at the levels of pricing and stock availability in Paris that we experienced before the uh, COVID breakout. 
<laughs> in 2020. So um, very similar, uh, perhaps a little bit uh, staggered in terms of uh, of timing, mm-hmm. but uh, very similar experience, I, I guess. And uh, uh, at the moment, uh, we're um, working with a, a real estate market uh, in Paris that is very tense. Um, mm-hmm. Properties are moving very fast. Uh, they will usually stay on the market for a couple of days at most. Uh, so reactivity uh, is of the utmost importance uh, in order to be successful when looking for a property. And uh, yeah, I think that's the the situation yeah. right now. That's, that's a really good point, isn't it? I think this is where the commonality is between you know, UK, France, London, um, Paris, is the fact that we may be having to change what we're having to do to be proactive to support the clients, support yeah. the assignee. Uh, it's your game exploring. So echoing what you just said about the market changing, the fact that property could come on and and go within a matter of a day or so. What does that mean from your perspective? How is that changing the relocation model? Uh, well, it's it, it's making it harder <laughs> to deliver good services and and, and reach uh, the assignee's satisfaction. That's for sure. Uh, but that's not something that we are not accustomed to because uh, um, those trends are well, long-term trends, and we've been experiencing them for the past 15, 20 years. Uh, I mean, uh, I've been in the industry for eight years, uh, and I've I've only ever seen the market go up in terms of pricing, except for that uh, small window I I just mentioned. So uh, in terms of uh, how our... uh, service delivery model has to be set up. Uh, I think uh, there are there are a couple of critical um, um, steps to take. Uh, the first one is to set the expectations correctly. Uh, I mean, if you have somebody coming in from, let's say, South America, um, they're they're gonna expect the real estate market to work as as it was <laughs> where they came from, and perhaps sure. they would say. Okay, I I have a couple of weeks or uh, even maybe a month uh, to make a decision. Uh, Let's look at as many properties as I can. And then once I've done uh, that and seen them all, I can make an informed decision, which is absolutely a a rational (laughs) way of thinking. But no, 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 that's not how it's going to work with the Parisian or or London uh, real estate market. Uh, as properties move so fast, uh, we usually tend to expect from the get-go, from the inception of the mission, um, we set the expectations with the assignees that, A, they cannot um, look for properties a month in advance because the properties they will be looking at will not be available at, by the time they need it. Or if they want to, they can do that, but they will have to bear the cost of uh, renting an apartment empty for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, also, we, we uh, set the expectations that the properties they will see during their actual day or days of visits will be properties that are, have been put on the market very recently, because those are the available properties for them to, to look at. And really, uh, rather than presenting um, a full overview of the, of the housing market, uh, we are presenting a, uh, a snapshot of uh, an instant of the real estate market, because this snapshot will change tomorrow, the day after. So they will have to make a decision quickly. Uh, and also, even though they might be VIP, they might have a C-level uh, position, it doesn't uh, really um, guarantee them that they will have the property they choose because there will be competition at all levels of the market. Obviously, there will be more competition the lower you, you get to the market, but still on, on high-level properties, there will be some kind of competition as well. So um, in that sense, um, 
lease negotiations will be harder. It will be harder to uh, perhaps negotiate that the landlord repaints the whole property or removes some of the furniture or adds some of the furniture that you need. And that's the kind of uh, of expectations that are really important to be uh, to be set from the from the get go in order for people to be satisfied. Because obviously, if they come with their own expectations and we don't set those straight um, in in terms of the the reality of the market, then we're we are setting ourselves up for for failure. Yeah, no, it's it is striking, isn't it? How how similar these stories can be between the two cities. And I I think we all got here by different ways. I think the 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 London housing market is you kind of have to explain how it got there. Uh, it, it it has gone through so many peaks and troughs, but the end result is the same. You you really got to recognise the speed of market, react really quickly, understand that properties will be coming on and leaving the market within days. In fact, certainly within some cases of London, uh, within hours. So it's it's just changing the model. So here's a really unfair question to you, Jeremy. I know you well enough. I can I can ask you this. But looking into the the summer months, we're just on the the steps of this. That's traditionally the busiest time for the relocation industry. You see peak of activity. What do you think is going to happen over the summer months? Do you see what you've just said would accelerate or do you think it will sort of keep that model? Any sort of views about what to expect? Um, it, 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 it's quite an easy question, actually, because summer is indeed the, the busiest period for us as well in France. And I think the, the trend will accelerate, that's for sure. Uh, we're now kind of exiting the uh, period where families uh, relocate uh, or start relocating, um, meaning that they have now set themselves on um, a specific um, international school or public school, for example. Uh, so really, um, now comes the time of uh, looking for properties and there's going to be fierce competition um, for those properties that are either um, close by to uh, those international schools, uh, usually located in the western suburbs of, of Paris, or um, with single or younger signees who uh, want to really have the full Parisian experience, uh, really central uh, central neighborhoods, uh, Le Marais and so on, uh, all, the, all those neighborhoods that uh, you think of when uh, uh, watching Emily in Paris so, and so forth. Sure. Um, th- those will be, will be in high demand right now. So it's, it's going to be war <laughs> during the summer. It's right. going to be a tough, uh, tough summer in order to uh, uh, find a good property. And, and really, uh, our job as recreation professionals is to set expectations and, and you know, uh, also at times provide uh, alternative solutions. It might be a better bet to stay a little bit longer in a temporary, temporary housing solution of, of good quality in order to you know, weather the storm, wait for um, September to come and look for a, a property that is more suitable to the needs of the family or the early assignee. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's I guess, the, the big takeaway from all those uh, peaks and troughs <laughs> in the market that you mentioned, for us yeah. at least. Uh, is to remain agile, uh, to be flexible, and to always have the assignment satisfaction in mind in order to, you know, find a solution that's uh, suitable. You know, well, that's a really good turn of phrase, isn't it? Being flexible and agile, and I think that really sums up actually how to do it. And that's from our perspective as well as the client and the signees. So, you know, if we can actually make sure that we are agile, we'll always get somebody through this. We'll find them a property. We just got to make sure that people understand what we're moving into. Okay, here's a, a sort of a broader question, um, which uh, might be a bit of fun. Uh, UK and France. Um, you know, from a, a UK perspective, you are our closest neighbour geographically in any sense of the word. And coming out of COVID and, dare I say it, Brexit, um, 
what sort of changes have you seen and and do you see that there might be an increased amount of relocation activity between the UK and France? Any views around that? Well, the, the, the age-old question of uh, the, the French-British <laughs> relationship, that's a, that's a good one. Um, yeah, definitely there's an influx of, uh, of, of business from our perspective. Uh, as you know, we're b- both relocation and immigration providers in France. Mm-hmm. So there's a big influx of uh, UK-based assignees uh, coming into France. Um, there again, creativity and flexibility is, uh, is of the essence to make those work uh, because um, we first assisted during the transition period with many uh, Brexit-specific resident permits um, that were put in place by the French government um, following the EU-UK uh, um, exit deal. So that was uh, a very yeah a short-lived uh, period, but now we can see that there is actually a lot of business and a lot of movement between the two countries, uh, mm-hmm. whether um, from from the UK to France or the other way around, uh, business is actually there. And there's a, a new need created by Brexit <laughs> uh, that I'm quite happy yeah. about as a migration provider. Obviously, I'm not that happy about it by as a as a European, but um, still, that's uh, that's an opportunity for us, um, and and that's actually a good sign because it means that uh, the UK and uh, and Europe through France, uh, I believe it, it's the same situation with many other <laughs> European countries, but uh, those two still stay connected. Uh, it requires jumping through some new hoops uh, in order to complete, but um, we're here for that. So that's, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, it's really nice to hear you say that, actually, I have to say, because, you know, forget the politics of the situation, the UK and the France and, the, and all the history, because, you know, there's, there's some great fun, uh, you know, of stories you can tell between two. But ultimately, we are friends. But the business levels between France and the UK, I think actually could could really increase. We're seeing this. Yes, there's more activity going to France because of Brexit, but we're seeing massive amount of activities from Europe coming to the UK. It's a, it's a real win-win situation. And I think it's, it's a lot of potential here to make sure that we support our clients in whichever way they might be moving. It's quite an interesting period of moving into. I think there's a lot more to come on this. Yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, th- those those kind of events always remind me of the um, the Chinese symbol for risk, which is the same symbol as the symbol for opportunity. So every risk is an opportunity, and every every opportunity presents its risk. So it's really uh, the the way I see the situation, and uh, certainly the way it has been for the past few few years now. Uh, I can't believe it's been years since Brexit happened, but uh, there yeah. we are. It's ridiculous, isn't it, actually? I think we're still talking about it in some ways, but you're right. That's interesting. I didn't know that about the, the Chinese symbol for risk and... What was it risk and...? Opportunity. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Yeah, good good insight. And maybe that's a perfect point to actually draw close to this as well. Uh, Jeremy, it's, as always, it is a true pleasure talking to you. You guys are amazing. We've worked together for so long in the past, and I hope it will be the same thing for years and years to come. Uh, thank you so much. I think it'd be quite fun to catch up later in the year and think about what has happened over the market yeah. and, and see if we can find more sort of UK-French connections. I think that could be quite a quite a fun thing to explore. Absolutely. I'd be thrilled and uh, I'd be very happy to revisit our predictions and see how how wrong we were. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that that would be something to listen to in a few months time. So again, thank you so much for your time. Real pleasure. Look forward to seeing you again very soon. Take care. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you, Simon.